Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, you lovely humans, and welcome back for another episode of the Phone Box Podcast with me, Emma Conway. How are you doing? It's hot. It's really hot when I'm recording this. It is so hot if it was the 90s. This kind of heat would be front page of a tabloid newspaper. It would say, few what a scorcher. Few what a scorcher and it'd have old grannies eating Cornettos in Western. Maybe on a pier somewhere with a granddad with a hanky on his head. That's how hot. Few what a scorcher. It's that hot. It's tabloid newspaper hot. So wherever you are listening to this, you might be dangling your feet in a paddling pool. You might be going for a walk. Make sure you stop what you're doing and tag me. Take a picture and message me on Bum Mummy of Two or also the Phone Box Podcast. I would love to see where you are listening. It's my fave. And today we have an amazing episode. We have Ola, who is a beautiful and brilliant online creator. She's a super mom with four kids. They do dancing. They do, oh my gosh, she does so much beautiful fashion. If you like your kids twinning, work, go and check her account out immediately. Her daughter also does Pearls of Wisdom. She's just brilliant. And this episode was great because, again, we've got another example of somebody who had a bit of a tough time during their teenage years, but kind of rose above it and turned out an absolute cracking lady. She is brill. She also tells a very funny story about a Little Woods engagement ring, which still makes me laugh every time I think about it. So be sure to stay to the end to check that out. Right, I'll see you at the end of the episode. And uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Oh my gosh, it's hot. Hello, Arla, and welcome to the Phone Box Podcast. Hi, Emma. It's so lovely to meet you kind of IRL. I know, right? Our face to face. We've chatted for ages. We're both as crazy as each other, and every yeah, yeah, yeah. Onto my feed, I'm like, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> and you and your beautiful family as well. Oh my gosh, you're a superwoman. Oh, thank with you. Your children, and you just look so pretty. Um, okay, I did prep you before. What year yeah. was it when you were 14? It was 2002. 2002. Yeah. Okay, so where were you growing up? I was in Bexley Heath. Like, so Bexley Heath, Erie. Where's that? Is that London? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. 
Well, like basically people say it's Kent. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is close to London. And um, what was that? What year What year are you in when you're in 14? Is that year 10? Year 10? Yeah, it's kind of you starting your GCSEs, aren't you? So it's like a big... I find when I was a teacher, I'd find that would be the year that all the boys and the girls started to like fancy each other. And it was a real oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. So 2002, what was your bedroom like? Did you have posters up? Do you know what? What was my bedroom like? Um, I shared it with my sister and we had posters up of Cleopatra. You yes. Remember? There were these three girls with braids, these three black. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, Cleopatra. <laughs> Coming at you. Yeah. I mean, it was like, get a pen and paper and write down your name. I know, I still know all the words. Isn't it crazy how... Oh, they were so good. Yeah, yeah. So I had Cleopatra up, um, Westlife. Okay, did you fancy any of Westlife or did you just like their music? I think it was Brian. Brian was... Which one's Brian? Oh, Kerry's, Kerry McFadden's. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, Brian Brian McFadden, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A little bit, I love Westlife, NSYNC as well. NSYNC was like, ba, ba, ba. That is NSYNC, isn't it? Yeah, bad, bad. Uh, and I think that was mainly, mainly, yeah. So Cleopatra I loved from like, because it was the only UK show that had like, I had braids in at the time. Yeah. And I could kind of really relate. And yeah, I used to jump on my bed as soon as that came up. I had a cassette player in my room that you would put the empty cassette on one side and then you would record from the radio. Remember when you had to hold... Oh, yes. the and then the DJ would speak just as... The, yes. You're like, I'm fucking ruined the song. Yeah, you had to hold it down and then stop it before they started speaking. Um, yeah. I used to watch the box yeah. on the TV. You remember the box? It was. Oh my gosh. I never had the box, but I once um, had a holiday romance and I went back to his house and he had the box and it was the yeah. happiest. I just, we just sat for hours. Just what's what, guessing what's going to come on next. Oh, the box. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. Is that the one you could phone it? Could you message in and request a song or is that another one? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That was it. And then they had the numbers scrolling. Yeah. At the- yeah, so I think like that was it. I mean, my sister shared a room. It was like you ten, but I played. I was very much like I didn't want to be into boys because it was that sort of that when you're unsure of yourself stage as well. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. That was my bedroom. That was it. Oh, it sounds great. Did you watch the Cleopatra TV show? There was a show, wasn't there? And yeah, it was a yeah, yeah, yeah TV show. And then yeah, it stopped after a while. And obviously, I used to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I oh, love Harvey. Oh, the floppy hair. That's yeah. what the floppy hair. Harvey had the same hair as Brian McFadden. Like, yeah. They, they had like the same hair. You like a lot. I tell you what, the floppy hair has been brought up on so many. Because it was just a classic look. Yeah, an yeah, absolute classic. If a boy had a floppy hair, he had my heart. Yeah, it was. That right. was an absolute fact. Boy band. Yes, yes. That was it, wasn't it? So in school, where were you kind of in the hierarchy? Were you the cool? Were you quiet? Were you, what were you doing? I feel like I was the quite confident one, but equally, I was so much into sports. So a lot of my friends were boys. Um, I was very much like challenging people to races on the athletics track. And I think it was very, I tried to avoid drama, but it's interesting when you say the age 14, because that was actually one of the toughest years because I got really badly bullied. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Do you know, a couple of people on the podcast didn't have the greatest times in their teenage years and I think it's important for for that story to be told as well it's not always the best days of your life is it it was horrible um it was absolutely horrible because um because I think I was a a prefect at the time and um our school girls were only allowed to wear skirts so I started this campaign and I took it to the school council and then to the official council to 
because it was nice to have a choice when it got cold. Yeah. I didn't just want to be able to wear like um, a skirt and I wanted the option to wear trousers. And because I was such a, and I hate the term tomboy, I just love my sports and I just love to be in comfortable baggy clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So people who, I, I feel like people was like, oh, she thinks she's all lit. It was that word, isn't mm-hmm. it? She thinks she's all lit. And I'm the last person, it's like I did so much to kind of not be too good so that people wouldn't think I was trying oh, to be no. too good. You know, when you yeah yourself back, you pretend you don't know things. And then I think it got to that. That was the turning point. And I think that's where it starts, that whole feeling like you have to play small, but equally not wanting to deny knowing yeah. what you're capable of in the most humblest, humble of ways and thinking... I really could change something here. And if I don't do something, then we're all going to still be in the same position. Even if people make fun of you, you've got to go for it. Oh my gosh, you sound like you were great. Uh, but you know what? I had a rib broken. It was a bad period. It, <gasps> what? Yeah, I was, I was oh, bran- so sorry. after school. And, yeah, and even though she was my yeah. little sister who was two years below us, she was my, no one really messed with my little sister. No. And um, I remember she gave us good. We were both walking over from school and they jumped us both. And my sister was like, get off my sister. And I know it's going to sound really gruesome. They pulled both of their earrings out of their ears and it like. Oh, this is awful. It was horrific. So I don't don't want to just romanticise the teenagers without acknowledging the fact that probably a lot of people went through either whether it was physical bullying, mental bullying, emotional bullying. Uh, every time I've been pregnant, they have to keep an eye on that rib. So it's it's actually because you can't put a cast around a fractured rib. It'll always have that fracture, that hair. So it's impacted you for yeah. like your whole yeah. life, not just mentally, but like actually physically. Did you stay at the school or did you move? Or... Yes, I stayed at the school. We were dropped home for a while. We had like, um, was it community police walk us home for a little while and stuff. And it it was the whole, you think you're too good. And something that I just want to hit on as well, you talk too white. Um, and that was a very big thing for, I, I, I wasn't cool enough. And, and it's something I don't think is a topic is spoken about enough about defining someone's culture by the way they are. And yeah. once you forget the fact that when people are brought up in different environments, you speak, if I lived in Birmingham, I'd speak like you, you know? Yeah. And think that was also from like an identity point of view I was like so what am I supposed to be like if I didn't feel that that strong acceptance from like black friends because they didn't think I was black enough and I was like what is being black no. enough like how I speak um and I think it's something it's quite unspoken within the black community this measure of like blackness whether you act a certain way or dress or should be listening to a certain music if you listen to a bit of that oh gosh what well, you're listening to and it's really, it made me really question a lot of things. I used to go home and get my cam, my dad's camcorder out. And then I would record daily diaries and be like, they said this to me oh today. And gosh. I rise above it and stuff. And it was horrible. So as much as I would go home, watch Cleopatra on um, CITV yeah. or whatever, my bed and watch Art Attack and stuff. I think there was a part of me that was going through this whole this is what's either going to break you, your character, or you're either going to have to just like work your way through this bullying. And years later, I interviewed one of the bullies no on way. a job. For a job. <gasps> my office. And she looked at me. And at that time, I'd become assistant manager. And she looked yeah. at me. And she was like, I-, I was really young. I was like, we were 14. 
50. And we, I was like, that's fine. Let's get on with this interview. And if she wasn't the right person for the role, yeah. and then she started crying. No. And for that, it was weird. It was a full circle moment that made me think that I stood firm in who I was meant to be. Our paths had kind of, we'd ended up, we were gonna always going to meet. But she, at that point when they were bullying me, they would get muffins in the canteen and squash it in my face at lunchtime. And it was horrible. Oh it was gosh. horrible. And um, I got, and the last straw, I was 14 at the time, was when one of the girls spat in my face. And I think, the lowest of the <gasps> lowest of the lowest things that you can do and I grabbed her and I shoved her to the floor and I just kept, I could just remember seeing just kicking her and it was the first time I like because I was getting told all the time by the teachers you're a prefect rise above it rise above it and I think that when being spat in my face I thought no no I thought That's no enough. so and then um I got excluded and then um, they called my parents and said, it won't go on her record. Isn't it funny? They used to blackmail us with this bloody record. Where, where's the record? I've never seen record. Like, I'm like, and then they were like, it won't go on her record, but we need to show the school that we've taken equal amount of action. And I'd been telling them that I was getting bullied and it was getting worse and stuff. And I just, that's the one and only time I've ever, ever hit someone. And that was when I was 14. So why did you pick that age? What what was it about 14? Because, for, because when I was a secondary school teacher, I found 14 is the one step into, into kind of becoming an adult. Yeah. I find that that's where the hormones are like raging. Yeah. Um, and I just feel 14 is your as far away from being a kid as you are to being an adult, you're kind of just like stuck in this strange in between. Um, so that's why I chose 14. I think it's, it is a real, yeah. I don't know. It just is a real funny, a funny age. And I think a lot of people struggle because you don't really know who you are or what you're doing or where you're going. And um, I'm so sorry all that happened to you. You think if you could go back, what would you say to yourself? I don't think I would change a thing. I think it's really prepped me for, it prepped me for how hard physically people can try and break you emotionally yeah. and stuff. And I think that was the, the beginning of the making of who I am today kind of thing. And what I would say to myself is just like, you know, just hang in there. And I think I always did used to say that to myself in the form of my video diaries and the songs that I would write. Natasha Bedingfield, I used to like a lot of her songs. That that's oh, unwritten. The yeah. rest is still unwritten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can. T I feel like when you see the sort of music that really reminds you, the soundtrack to my fourteen-year-old life was, I think, uh, unwritten. If I had to choose something, it was that. Unwritten. Yeah. Right. So it's just like staring at this black page before you. Don't start me off. I know all the words. <laughs> Open up the dirty window. Oh, of course. You know, all there is a cracking song. And yeah. what was it? The Hills was a cracking TV show. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Thank you. But you have turned out pretty fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> so, so that is good. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about, um, we know you like Cleopatra. Was there any other kind of music you were into? Anything... Apart from Natasha Bedingfield. J-Lo, I really like J-Lo. <gasps> oh, yeah. Jenny from the Block was a great yeah. song. Yeah, I think it was, was it the This Is Me album? There was a really old album, yeah, album yeah. that had like um, Jenny from the Block and all that. Stuff. Yeah. When you would buy the CDs and you would read it and try and learn it. And Whitney Houston, oh my God, had Oh, yeah. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston was my favourite. She was just timeless. Like, I knew all the words. I had the double um, platinum album and everything. Again, that had all the words in. And you'd open it like that. And the the type the type was like font four. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. 
But I think we could read it back then. I could not even read it now. If you go, we can just Google lyrics what? now, can't we? It's not like in the old days where you'd have to like yeah. what we we're either going to get a magazine with them in, we've got to look at the teeny tiny yeah. little, just squint and look at it. Oh, Whitney was great as well, wasn't she? What about Mariah? Did you like Mariah? I wasn't really a Mariah. Just... I, could, I couldn't hit all those notes. I, I, I felt like I stayed in the safe zone with the police. I did. I couldn't. I couldn't hit those notes. I love. I feel like we should do a karaoke because I want to hear you sing a bit of Whitney. Oh no, I would love it. Greatest love of all, I would choose uh, to sing. <laughs> or um, yeah, clock strikes. I want to dance with somebody. Uh, oh yeah. Or when you're out and those songs come on, they're just it's just like oh the dream, isn't it? Yeah. I so Whitney right now, like even the zip waiting to excel. I was listening to last night that one. It... I haven't seen the film. Have you seen the film? Yeah, yeah. Whitney... Is it good? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I need to. I need to get. I don't think Stephen will watch it with me. Maybe that can be a little self care afternoon. Yeah. Okay, so um, was your first crush Brian McFadden, or is there anybody else that springs to mind? No, my first crush was Lamar. Lamar. If there's any justice in the world, in the world I would be. A, <laughs> I would be. Oh my a, gosh! Yes. I went to see Fame Academy yeah. live. Thank you. I, I could imagine you yeah. done it, actually. I could imagine. The thing is, though, I wasn't 14 then, was I? I was like a fully grown oh, woman. Gosh, Lamar, Lamar, yeah. Definitely yeah. Lamar. He he was my first. And he still kind of looks like the same because he's in a new film at the yeah. moment or a new series. And he was also in something with Jamelia recently as well. It was like a remake of Jacqueline Wilson books. Jamelia was another good, like, she sung super, I don't know what it is. Yeah, good, caught a lovely brummie yeah, as well. Yeah. One, of my, one of my first blogging things, um, me and my little girl went to interview Jamelia when she, my little girl was like really oh. little. I can't even remember what she asked, like, what's your favourite ice cream or whatever? Oh. And then we bumped into her years later and she went, you've inter- interviewed me before with your little girl. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. If you saw Lamar now, would your heart flutter? Maybe, you know. I don't mean this to be cheesy, but like my husband, yeah, he literally, every time I look at him, he gives me butterflies. <laughs> like Darcy makes me feel like really giddy. Oh. But I think it was because we were friends before we got together. Yeah. I was actually engaged when I met <gasps> Yes, I was engaged when I met him. And he came with me to give the engagement ring to the guy when he, when I broke the engagement off. Because the <gasps> guy asked me for the ring back. Listen, oh. he asked me for the ring back, yeah. And then Darcy was like, I'll be here if you need any moral support and stuff. And we were just friends at the time. And then he was like, how are you feeling about it? I was like, yeah, he can have the ring. Only for me to find out about two months later that my ex had taken out a Littlewoods account in my name, and I was paying for the bloody ring that he asked for. You had to give back the ring you were paying for. Was the ring from Littlewoods? It was from Littlewoods. It was from Littlewoods. Oh, my God. Oh, it's made me, it's made me like cry. He was paying whatever. And then in the end, I paid £22.14. I'll never forget the amount. For the next, like, 11 months, and then I did, like, a bulk payment or something and then finished off paying it. I don't know, like Cartier or something. Could have been like, oh, yeah. but a little. <laughs> we still laugh about it. Wow. You now could appreciate having someone better because you've known what it's like to have someone who's not that great and stuff. Oh, that's really. Oh, it's so Okay, first question. Right. You are a style icon. Whenever I see you on Instagram, you always do all these lovely reels. You always work with brands. You've got to have had a fashion faux pas, and I want to know what it was. 
oh my gosh, the skirt and the trousers. Remember when <gasps> the skirt and the trousers? <laughs> I had that in pink. I had that in baby blue. That was that time when everything was baby pink, baby yeah. blue. Everything was yeah. something. And I wore that, yeah, oh, yeah. Do you remember it? They were attached. Yeah, they were there. Yeah, attached. Yeah. yeah. Like, what were they? I forgot what they were called anyway. So I think it was that. And... But at the time, though, you would have looked cool. It's just but behind. I wore it with a poncho. Like, you remember when everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you were just, you were like, I'm going to go full Cleopatra. I'm going to no, get with like, The poncho is a baby. You're just like a triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Baby pink poncho with baby pink skirt and trousers. Yeah. It was, oh, it was, I love it. Is there anything that you had back then that you wore that you, you would have still wear today? Well, I'm a big tracksuit person. Like, my, yeah. I could wear one style of clothing for the rest of my life. It actually would be tracksuits. Like, I live in tracksuits. So, I used to have quite, I've gone back to the same like sort of bigger track suits, the cosy ones. Is, um, yeah. What, velour? I'd, I'd still wear a velour track suit. Did you have a juicy yes. couture one? Because that's what my little yes. girl, she's desperate. She's like, I just want a juicy, and all Von Dutch hats yeah. and all that, like they're all back yeah, in I fashion. I didn't have now. a Von Dutch, but what else did I, is it that uh, something, the Reebok Reebok classics? Reebok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah, so I think I had a, a baby pink, I was loving baby pink, a baby pink velour track suit. I wore it to my first time that I was allowed to go bowling. I think I was about like 14 at the time. Yeah. And then my mum and dad were very much like, we'll stand, we'll wait outside the, the bowling alley when you've finished. Yep. Straight towards the car. Don't pass go. Don't collect 200 pounds. Yeah. So yeah, I would wear the Lair track suit now. You know? yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. It's a bit Paris Hilton, isn't it? All that kind of uh, what was their pro- was it? The Simple Life with her and Nicole Richie. Oh, I did. Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't watch her. Like she, yeah, she did. Not, not your cup. Of, not your cup of tea. You're not not a huge Paris Hilton fan. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> fan. Okay, fan. so we've done um, a favorite fashion item you own. Then I want to know. I think we've kind of touched on your biggest teenage success because I think you really overcame so much. Like that is amazing. But what was one thing that? Um, was a bit of a flop and you're like, oh, and you regretted it. I wouldn't it. say I regretted it, but I played tennis to such a high level. Uh, I got to number 15 in the UK, like in under, yeah, in Ooh. under under 16s. And um, I was touring and stuff. And I just feel like I got distracted at the point where I had a, a sponsorship with um, Lily White. But I always just wanted my dad to be proud of me. And I ended up playing, I lost the love for the sport. And was more trying to win because I was trying to almost like win him, like kind of. Mm-hmm. And I think 
my biggest thing was not applying that same thing I did at school and thinking no matter whether he's watching, whether he take, whether he's proud of me, whether he like, because it was almost like my dad would move the goalposts. Like I was like, if only I would do this, my dad will love me. If only I'll do this, he'll love me. If I get a first class degree, he'll love me. If I get married, he'll love me. And then I was thinking, when will this ever stop? Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think it was, my thing was like not really pushing myself, but I did have a tennis injury, but just like with tennis, I, I feel like I could have made a go of it. It was even now picking up a tennis racket. I feel this a lot of like, oh, like this could have been oh. picking up the sports and so every, anything sports. I think maybe that's why I love a track suit because it was, Saturday morning, you'd catch me at the athletics track. I was trained so hard. And I would literally run around, do my um, cardio, and then I'd go on to drills, yeah. and then I'd go on to high jump, and then I'd do something else. And I'd literally, and I guess that was my outlet at that time. Now you think about why people exercise. It wasn't for, to lose weight. Like, now I feel like I was addicted to exercise because it was the thing where I physically could control the outcome. Yeah. And I felt this sort of buzz from it that made me feel good about myself. And it wasn't about what you look like. It was about what you could achieve. Uh, and this is why I really want the kids to get into sport. And I know people say, oh, it's not about... It. Yeah. But people say you should teach them that it's not about the winning. The winning comes after that passion that you can find really wanting to be the best you can. Not to be better than other people, not to prove other people wrong, which is the lesson that I learned. I was almost doing things to prove someone wrong or to get someone's like approval. I tell you, you really appreciate your body on a level of like, I can do this. Yeah. And you're going to encourage your kids to do sports then. Cause my girl does hockey. She, uh, she's never, she never did any hockey, nothing, yeah. never picked up a hockey stick and she got on the team and then they took a photo and they put it on, a, on the wall in school and stuff. She loves yeah. hockey. She loves athletics. She's the only thing that she's struggling a bit with is that if she's not good at it, she just wants, doesn't want to do it anymore. She's like, Drunk. she's not like gonna like try and learn or because right, um, no, it's throwing and javelin and stuff. She's not got any arm strength, so she's like, I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm like, well, you know, you got to try and give everything a good go. Um, but she really loves it. And my little boy loves football. I um, I do nothing, I walk the dog. <laughs> that, that's my sport, but everyone has their different outlet yeah. and stuff. It's- like for me, I feel like my escape was sport and music, yeah. and it still is a little bit. But I think you you always still return back to the things that made you feel good as a little child, but just in a different element of it. Yeah, I had um, therapy uh, a couple last year and the year before I had therapy, and this sounds so bonkers, but she's like, "When are you most at peace?" So on a Saturday morning, I just clean the house and I put my headphones on and I block everything out and I'm just like pooting around, just cleaning the house and I'm just like at peace. And she's like, okay, so where does this stem from? And when I was a little girl, when I was a teenager, I used to put the top 40 on, you know, on a Sunday, you listen to top 40 on and I put the top 40 on and I listen to the music and I just clean all the little knickknacks in my bedroom. And she's like, you're going back to that little peaceful space. Yeah. So that's why you kind of like, I'm like transported to like an innocent where there's no worries. <laughs> all you got, you know, all I was worrying about was cleaning my little cat figurine and like I'm recreating that in my house. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? So I think that's our safe place, isn't it? You go back to the place where there was no worries and stuff, like no this stress. Po- this podcast has felt like therapy for me, to be honest. <laughs> that's what it's felt like. <laughs> We've gone from crushes to talking about... Brian McFadden to singing. I, I, I yeah. keep thinking about your little woods ring. Oh, stop. 
when we're at the next fancy event i'm gonna be like she got actually she was conned by a man with a little one's account but you know what the worst thing is now work with very little words i didn't i was sat at a meal um two weeks ago yeah um it was in london and i was talking about it and then someone said about being engaged before and i was like i actually had and stuff and then I was laughing. I was like, can you believe you got it from your words? And I was like, that's very now. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, yeah, it was a great ring. I loved it. I was really happy to pay all that money. <laughs> and I do it again. I do it again. <laughs> okay. So this is how I kind of end the podcast. I want to know your feelings on social media. And do you think it was better growing up then? Would you prefer to grow up now? What do you reckon? I think it was 100% better growing up then. Yeah. I actually, not worry, but like, there's just so much pressure for children nowadays. And I saw a meme recently and it was just like, shout out to those of us that grew up in the in the era or in the age where you could make a mistake, you could do silly things and you'd know that it wasn't being recorded and it wasn't going to be posted on social media kind of thing. Can you imagine being bullied and beaten up and nothing put in your face? That would have been filmed. That would have been filmed. Yeah, it would have been filmed. Filmed, And and I'm like, wow, like I got to not have to relive that over and over and over again. Whereas nowadays the children probably wouldn't have that. Yeah, they won't be afforded that luxury of leaving it in the past. It would continue to haunt them. From like a social media point of view, growing up now as a parent to children who we do social media full time, it's actually been one of my biggest sort of duty of care areas to make sure that like the children know what we're doing. They know that we take a break from it. They know that we don't do it for the numbers. They know the impact, not like on other people. And the fact that it's not a validation tool. And we use those big words. You'd be surprised how much children can actually take in when you tell them what it means. It's yeah. not a at all. And um, obviously you might have seen Maya's Monday Motivation. She yeah. so passionate about that stuff. Like the fact that, that she can think of, of social media as a form of storytelling and being able to like she, obviously I will look over the comments first, but then she will look at the comments and be like, and that's yeah. her little encouragement. She's like, oh, I can't believe that person said they're feeling down. And then they watch my video and now they feel happy again and stuff like that so but the break part of social media is one of the most important things we're teaching the children you'll probably know every so often we'll take a week off you do it yeah I I do I I, am I take every Sunday off yeah I have every Sunday off and I take a book in four weeks a year I'm just like because it used to be in the old days you'd have a week off if you were really stressed and it's really dramatic and I'm taking a week and you'd flounce off but now it's like oh you know what guys next week I'm going on holiday I'm just gonna have a week off and it's nice and it's nothing negative it's just like take a little bit of space I think I struggle a lot with the comparison as well not not necessarily like trolls and stuff it's looking what everyone's doing and where they're going and da, 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 da. It, you just need a bit of space don't you yeah yeah I wish I I don't actually have that much time to scroll but now I dedicate like a 30 minute scrolling time yeah. so intentional and when you yeah. know you've got 30 minutes I'm not like dead doom scrolling or whatnot um because I think most of the time, like you do as well, I spend most time making sure I've caught up with the DMs. Now that it's become, basically your social media has become your actual business and everything. Not really just your social life anymore. It's actually now your business life. And so it's almost like you've got to, it's like, I can't not reply back to DMs. It's like leaving your emails unanswered kind of thing. So then Yeah, I've said before, like my my followers in a nice way, they're like my boss. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I work for them and I provide nice stuff to make them happy. Yeah. And I like chatting with them and I like engaging with them. And um, thankfully now Instagram has got loads of tools to like block certain words and do certain right. things. You yeah. can go into your DMs and have like a nice little chat with people. And I love it. The yeah. amount of women that have been sending me their first piece when they found out that they're pregnant. Oh, Oh, Ola, we followed. I thought um, oh. we've been trying for years, and we followed you for ages. And you, we, we watched Dream being born. We've watched this person being born, oh, and no. we just found out we're having a baby. Um, I'll be checking all your highlights and stuff. And that that probably happens so often that, I'm, and it makes me cry. And I, and I think that's how I know I'm done because I'm not broody anymore. No, much like welcome. To the mad thing that you're like, this is going to be the craziest ride. I'm so happy for you. And I think because I, I really pride myself in sharing days where, oh, I can't stand breastfeeding, days where I love breastfeeding. Mm. But I've been nonstop breastfeeding for six years. Cause all wow. Of my, yeah, all of mine are two, they're 2017, no, 2015, 2017, 2019, mm. 21. So literally as I'm about to have the next one, I'm weaning one off breast milk and then yeah. go... And recently I said to Darcy, I was like, I just hate this. What the fuck is this? I was like, I yeah. don't want my boob. And then I had a bit of, but I needed to get that out. I needed yeah. to get that out. But then other times I'm like, oh, I love this. I'm the only one who can really like settle her down and all that stuff. So I think I allow myself to go on different, go through my emotions. Even recently when I shared a picture of me and my sister, we hadn't spoken like for three years. And yeah after the fallout of my mum and we, and I said, and I said, I could share this picture and say, meet my sister. I was like, but it's so important for me to put the context up here that we're both on a healing journey when it comes to our relationship, that every family has issues. And my DMs blew up, that people who haven't spoken to their brothers for 10 years, I wasn't telling them to go and speak to it, but I was just letting them know that I could paint the perfect picture, but my life isn't perfect. Yeah. No, People have got like dads and mums that they've had to protect their peace from. And people have got like aunties and uncles that have really kind of like almost damaged their family and that they've been forced to kind of like, you do what you have to do to survive. And if that means like stepping away from toxic people or toxic culture, I think that's one one of the key messaging that whilst we, you see us dancing on social media, whilst you see us cooking together, we also will deal with like tantrums and times where I'll turn up at nursery and Dream will look at me and be like, I don't want you to pick me up. I want daddy to pick me up. Oh, yeah, we've been I, there. Where I rushed back from a meeting in London and I'm like trying to get on the train and everything. And then he's like, I, I get there and he tells me, I don't want you to pick me up. I'm like, what? I just, I'm standing here in front of you as your mother. <laughs> no, but you know, we go through all that stuff. And I think social media, you choose what you do with it. Like you can either make it look easy and then wonder why you're having a mental breakdown because you haven't been all of yourself and just say, look, do you know what, guys, it's getting a little bit too much. That living and speaking your truth is where a lot of us are probably going to find the most freeing thing because someone else, someone, the world is such a big place. You're not the only person going through it. You're not. And I think a lot of, a lot of people sit in their own feelings and, don't tell their friends or don't tell their family. And then they see somebody they can relate to on social media who they don't mind direct messaging because yeah. they don't know it. And they're like, oh my gosh, I feel like, you know, cause I'm going through the perimenopause. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of people reaching out. Oh, you know, I'm going to go to the doctors now. I thought I was going mad. Yeah. Cause you know, people don't really talk about all the crazy symptoms. Yeah. Um, so yeah, social media is worrying, but also 
there are a lot of positives, I think. Yeah. I'm... It is it is the funny old world. When you've got the power, it's what you choose to do with it. It's what yeah. the user is choosing to do with it. It's how you choose to consume that social detox. It's so needed. And I was realized, I realized recently I was just in a loop, a cycle. I power up, I burn out. Every two weeks, I power up, I burn yeah. power up, I burn out. And that's because I was working right up, up until the moment I fall asleep. This, there is no HR, there is no office hours. So you have to be the one to control when you come off this. So my whole thing is now I make a conscious effort to watch a little bit of trash TV. Oh, yeah. I have to squeeze 30 minutes of absolute whatever it is. I'm watching Is It Cake at the moment on Netflix. I love Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, is it a handbag or is it yeah, cake? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, that's going to finish soon. And then there's a new take on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They've got yeah. a new series out for Bel-Air. But I just need to do that because I never get it how our husbands can watch football or watch something that they love. And I'm like, I'm worrying about what we're going to eat, the shopping. Like, how do you have space to do something? What's the word? Extracurricular. But we just need to take that control back and say, I love Real Housewives. That's what you need to get on. Is it good? Is it good? It will change your life. Oh, I watch Real Housewives on my phone. No, Real Housewives all day, every day. Because... It's the only show on television where you get women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, living their best life. They're rowing, they're having jobs, they're having affairs. Hey, sometimes they're going to jail. But it's just women, older women on the television. You don't get that in any programmes, any films. So I just love it. Are they not acting up for us? No, I'd say most of them are just absolutely bonkers. Really? I thought it was These scripted. people are going to proper jail. Oh. Unless they're scripting themselves into jail. These are crazy. Anyway. <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming on. I loved your I loved you singing Natasha Bedingfield. But whenever I see you now, I will think of Little Woods. And I don't know if that's I, uh, when I see a comment on my um thing, <laughs> Little Woods, I'll be like, oh, is she just gonna leave like little ring emojis? <laughs> Just on every post, people are like, what's she talking about? Um, right, thanks so much um, for coming on the podcast and I will see you online very, very soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Emma. Told you she was great. She's absolutely brilliant. Be sure to follow her on social media. Just She just wears such great clothes, guys. She's got her act together with four kids as well. Well, I'm not going to lie, I'm recording this. I've got no bra on and I'm in a, I think, decade-old... Primark beach dress um, because it's so, as I mentioned before, 50 times it's hot. Ola wouldn't be doing that. She'd be looking super stylish. So be sure to go and check her out. Thanks so much for listening. Again, don't forget to tag me in where you've been listening or what you think or any ideas. Do check out the Phone Box Podcast Instagram account. We are doing polls there all the time. We've done 90s boy bands, naughties boy bands. We're doing like a boy band, girl band finale at some point soon. So that's going to be brilliant. Imagine it being like the Smash It's Pole Winners Party, except it's in your phone and none of these bands actually know that they are partaking in it. Imagine it like that. Also, don't forget to leave a review. That would be amazing. Give me five stars. And I often pop, if it's on Spotify, you listen on Spotify, I often pop a little... um, poll so go and do that as well and go back and enter all the other polls love to see what you're thinking i love you lots and i will see you next week for another amazing episode have a gorgeous day and yet it's hot
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.